Hey, I'm Pastor Cody. And I'm Pastor Matt. And we're here, as always, on this Faithful Tuesday yep. to have a conversation. Having a conversation. Mm. This week we are talking about your message that was titled, Your Spiritual Address. Mm. You stepped on some toes. Did I? I think so. Oh. I mean, I didn't feel stu- super stu- <laughs> stupid. I didn't feel stupid. Stu- I didn't feel stupid. Yeah, I did. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but, yeah, it was good. Um, all walks of life got their toes stepped on just a little bit well, because I think that we, pre- you, <laughs> I say we, um, you, you presented we. a, it's all good. a relatively different point of view, I would say. Really? I think so. Well, I wasn't, you know, the intent is not to step on toes. Um, but if it happens, it happens. Yeah. Mine gets stepped on every week <laughs> doing the, <laughs> the prep and reading and man, it's just, it's awesome. I love Bible study. It's great, right? Mm-hmm. So, before we get started, I have a random question for no. you. Random question of the week here. I'm really not good at random questions. But hey, look, it. if you like our random questions and you want to ask us something, <sighs> drop it in the comments and drop we will uh, we'll answer it next week. Mm, but okay. my All question right. for you today here it is, is... Random question. <laughs> <laughs> if you could be a Marvel character, mm. which one would it be and why? Oh, well, that's easy. Why? Captain America. Okay, I get that. Yep. Why would you want to be Captain America? Um... Because he's the man, yeah. Um, I you know I would consider myself fairly patriotic, mm-hmm. so I like the why, like what he stands for. Yeah. So the reason I would is because of his why, and like I feel like he's constantly the <coughs> he's the moral compass of the Avengers for sure. You know, and so he should have signed the Sokovian Accords, though. <laughs> no, he shouldn't have. <laughs> um, but uh, in general, um, I get it, and I think he leans into his. You know, he leans into his why and, like, why he feels like he should do things. It's and, true. You know, even when, you know, like, America or whatever, you know, is, is going a direction that he doesn't think it should, you know, he goes a different direction. I, now, I don't like the – I don't like the woke version of Captain America. You know what I mean? Like, is that a is that a thing? Woke. Um, oh, wait. Are you talking about, like, the Falcon? Well, I think that, like – used to be the falcon no like I, I mean like just in general like his person that plays him um, oh chris uh evans yeah isn't he like super woke i think so i think he's a buddhist too oh okay random well yeah. whatever but like i feel like sometimes that you know i would see or read things like outside of that of his character and i'd be like yeah dude don't do that like you're, it really just ruins you're it for captain you. america you know yeah but anyway yeah. Aside from that, um, <coughs> man, way to make my random question political, but oh well. <laughs> <laughs> you made it political. <laughs> I did. I'm like, what's your favorite superhero? And you're like, let me tell you why it's the nationalist. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's not me. That's hilarious. <laughs> no, but I, I, on the Winter Soldier, the Falcon, um, I feel like this thing's about to break. I think this It is, probably is. This is the last week for yeah. this one. Thanks, Amazon. Um, appreciate yeah. it. But no, like I liked the the Falcon Winter Soldier remix for Captain America. I I liked it. I didn't think it was bad, and I'm all for you know equality, a hundred percent. For sure, you know I'm all for that, and I'm all for people raising awareness. But I'm also not for uh, people using that as leverage to tear down what we already have and the progress that we've already made in our great country. Yeah. Um. So therefore, I will always say we live in the greatest country. Um. Yeah. And unless you're listening. From somewhere else, in which and, case, and then you live in the greatest. You live in the greatest country. <laughs> <laughs> but 
But the kingdom of God is truly the greatest country. It is. <laughs> it is. You know, and I'm speaking, of course. We're, this was a random question. Random. He hasn't. I just came up with it and yeah. just wanted to see what he'd say. Yeah. And he didn't disappoint. And when I just say America. <laughs> okay, Jack it, it just makes me, <laughs> It just makes me patriotic. <laughs> oh, that'll be mm. my next tattoo. Yeah. yeah. What, Jack Hiles? <laughs> <laughs> right there. Jackie boy over my heart. No. <laughs> no the, oh, my goodness. The American flag. Love that. Yeah, man. I think if I had to choose, it would be Iron Man. I can, yeah. Yeah. Which Why would make you me be almost a, your nemesis. Why wouldn't you want to be a billionaire? Yeah. Yeah, why not? Yeah, why not? That's pretty much all I have to say on that. <laughs> <laughs> and you, I like that why, he's like, Why wouldn't you choose the why and, and the right, you know, moral compass over the money? I mean, why would... Yeah. Nah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, anyway. Give me Iron Man. Mm. No. To quote Iron Man, everything special about you came out of a bottle. Ooh. Woo. Yep. Sent it. Sent it. Yes. Yeah, yeah, follow one. me for more financial advice because <laughs> I'm a billionaire now. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Speaking of sending it, uh, we talked about last week how, you know, there are things that... What was the random question last week? Just like what you're... Um, what is something that you feel like is underrated? Uh, I thought, And I said the Olympics. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we ended up talking about sports. Oh, yeah, they're... they're or no, oh, not overrated. underrated. Overrated. Yeah. Sorry for the mistake. My bad. Yeah, no, it's okay. Anyway, but we were talking about sports, and I actually watched some baseball Sunday afternoon. <clears throat> watched some of the O's game, and man, they are horrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they are. And I love the I love Baltimore. I love the O's. I love the Ravens for all of the like our town kind it's of feeling. Our feelings. town, Birdland. Yeah. Yeah, but man, the well, I mean, I think they were playing the best team. <laughs> it doesn't uh, matter who like they play. The, <laughs> that's what I hear. <laughs> but man, they they were ahead. It was like five to, I don't know what it was, five to four or something like that. But um, man, the Rays just came back and smashed them. And I think really like they just couldn't get a th- the pitcher. Their pitcher couldn't throw a strike. They, he literally walked three in a row, bases loaded. And then a guy comes up and throw. He finally throws one over the plate, and he just smashes it, grand slam. I think whenever oh, our city, whenever oh, our city gets it together, they will have the baseball team that they deserve. Yeah. Right now, we for sure have the one that we deserve. It's just the judgment of God. <laughs> yeah. Vicariously through the, yep. hey, the look, baseball team. It looks different in the 21st century. Mm. You know, sometimes cities get burned down. Other times, they have bad baseball teams. Horrible. Man. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, so. Camden Yards is gorgeous though. Oh, it is. It's I beautiful. love going down for a for a game. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. It is pretty. Yeah, too bad they pretty. don't have a, a team to match. Mm. Well, before we jump in, we are so this week our podcast. Um, if you're listening for the first time, you may have found us this way, but we are now available wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey. Um, so if this is your first time listening, we're so awesome. <laughs> or I mean, you're. <laughs> we're so you're. glad. You're so. This awesome. is a live recording. Yeah. Um. You're so <laughs> awesome, and we're so glad that you've joined us. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So there's a our website's in the description, and if you feel so inclined to support our podcast, there's a link to do so there as well. And we are here to talk about, like I said, your message, and that link to that message video is in the description, and you'll also find his sermon notes in the description as well through a hyperlink. You can download that, you can study that, whatever you want. Um. And I think. Uh. Yeah. 
think that's all we're going to put in there. Yeah, check it out. I mean, yeah, I'm, check them out. I've I've been just so blessed by walking through First Corinthians, and mm-hmm. this is the second message. And yeah, I feel like I've said some of these things to before. 12. I don't know why. But <laughs> Deja uh, vu. Yeah, <laughs> this is the this is the second message, uh, really pertaining the Holy Spirit in this section of First uh, Corinthians, <clears throat> chapter twelve through chapter fourteen, towards the end of chapter fourteen. And, um, you know, if you feel like, and I think he already alluded to it, I may have stepped on toes, but if you feel like, uh, you know, what we, what we talk about today is missing something or there's more to it, it's because there is, it's because there is, yeah. And we're going to continue to, um, walk through this text. So this takes us up to verse 31 in chapter 12. Um, and so we just start to dabble in the gifts mm. and some of the roles that the Holy Spirit has and, and uh, deploys in the church. So uh, we're going to get into more of that in detail, you know, in the coming weeks. Um, but I feel like this is just a, a really good framework. And for me, this has been just a massive reset button on. Oh, for sure. You yeah. know, how how like specifically the Lord works. Uh, you know, the, uh, just a broader, better view of God and the Godhead. Mm-hmm. Uh, specifically, the Trinity is coming out of this study where, you know, we're looking more at the Holy Spirit. And so, but anyway, I, I guess... Giving him the attention he deserves. Yeah. That he normally doesn't get. Yeah. And and mm. for me, it's just, you know, look, be hang out with us, you know, as we walk through. Don't judge this on an isolated episode or an isolated sermon. Do go listen to the messages because it's building... Um, but we laid up a, a part of that foundation last week and we laid another piece of that this week. Yep. And so we're going to continue to build on it. Um, but, uh, be here for the whole thing. Don't just pull out and, and cherry pick certain parts. hundred percent. Yeah, man. Yeah. And if you go back like last week, the conversation began, we talked about the giftings, um, with the message and the conversation on, am I spiritual was the title. Yeah. And that was really good and just really insightful. And I think I really honestly, this whole conversation and sermon series, I feel like has been super practical mm. on the spiritual end. Mm-hmm. It has. Yeah. Um, so feel free to catch up if this is, again, your first time joining us. That's where we were at. Um, but today we're going through First Corinthians 12. Is the audio working? Did you check it? I did. Okay, yeah. cool. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> um, oh, it's probably just behind. the. It is. Okay. Yep. All but right. I did change it. Sorry about that. Yeah. No. Hey, it's okay. <laughs> I'm just glad you double checked. Thank you for your ministry. Appreciate it. <laughs> um, this may or may not be the second time that we've yeah, done this. There's a reason that. why I'm asking. Yeah. yeah. We, mm-hmm. we've recorded this whole thing before. Yeah, to give context. Love you. God bless yeah. you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so here we are live again. again. Um, anyway, so diving in here and you can elaborate on this cause this, this was a theme that I felt like you hung with your whole message and something that I thought was really permeating, um, because I've never really like conceptually thought of it this way. Um, but you talked about the spirit. We're talking about spirit baptism. And you talking about last week's or this week's? Well, this is, I didn't change the title. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was a mistake. <laughs> I think those are the verses. Or no, that, that yeah. The, the message is right. The title is not. <laughs> I'm going to get fired. Yeah, you are. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, but we're talking about spirit baptism. And basically, there, you know, if you're coming at this and that's a new term for you, there is... There's a couple different schools of thought on this. There are people that view water baptism uh, and spirit baptism to essentially be the same thing and that baptism is essential to salvation and that that is like like that is when the spirit descends upon you and you become a part of the body is a some people view that way. 
And then we come from like a Baptist background and generally we view spirit baptism as salvation and then water baptism as a sign of, you know, spirit baptism. Um, actually, what I can do is I have a, we have a roadmap that our church produced on this. I'll hyperlink that in the description and that'll give you a good idea of what we're talking about as well. Um, but yesterday, or yeah, yes, no, Sunday, whatever day, <laughs> I don't know. We're live. Um, when I preached the message. <laughs> when he preached the message. Sunday morning. Yep. He, yeah. he had talked about how when you are baptized into the spirit, um, it is a locative. Is that a word? It is. A yeah. Locative. Locomotive. <laughs> uh, it's a location thing. It's not about, yeah. Anyway, I'll, I don't, I'm going to butcher it if I try to talk about it, but can you speak to that a little bit, just that whole idea? Well, yeah. And where, where it comes from? So if, if we look at this, this text here, so verse chapter 12, verse number 12 as we start, for just as the body is one and as many parts and all the parts of that body, though many are one body, so also is Christ. Um, and, and this is something that, you know, we've, we've talked about this before, but there's a reoccurring theme coming through uh, Paul's writing in this letter is um, he, he's pushing equality. He's pushing the fact that um, no one is above another. You know, not only were they um, not not only were they, you know, being selective with who they listened to, what what preacher I'm I'm of Apollos, I'm of Peter. So some mm-hmm. say I'm of Paul or I'm of Christ even. You know, not only were they separating according to who they liked to listen to, they were separating according to class, you know. Right. Classism. And so, yeah. And, and so coming from even the, the teaching on the, the Lord's Supper, we find that, you know, the people that were rich were over there getting smashed and drinking their wine that they brought while the poor were, they didn't have anything to even feed their bellies. And, mm-hmm. you know, Paul was like, this is, is this, you think this is okay? Right. <laughs> you know, you, you think that. Just because you have means that you should be preferred over one another, you know? Right. Um, So (coughs) so when you're coming at this, you're – so obviously we're talking about the spirit, but Mm -hmm. the way that, you know, you're kind of saying that Paul's coming at it is he's addressing an issue beyond what we're talking about, which is the spirit. Like he's using the spirit as an illustration is what you're saying. Uh, yeah. Well, well, not an illustration. You know what I mean? Well, I, I, I'm saying, yeah, he's using that to fix the problems. I see. Yep. You know, he's using the doctrine. He's using how, you know, how he sees it, how the Lord revealed himself to him mm-hmm. to say, hey, look, you know, the Lord revealed himself to me. Essentially, I'm writing you this letter. And, um, you know, the way he's revealed himself is that you guys are, are carrying yourselves in, in the exact opposite manner that you should be, you know, <laughs> as it pertains to, to the Lord and his character, mm-hmm. you know. And so he's describing how the church operates, you know, theologically, yeah. you know, and even spiritually and physically, right, how that plays out. And, you know, if we're, if we're reading this in the narrative of the book, we see that that theme continues through mm-hmm. this. Yeah. So it's not like it's, it's a, it's not like a break. And now it's like, now we're talking about the Holy spirit. Not at all. Like he's continuing the same thought of preferring one another. And you know, this, this idea of unity in this church is continuing to, to flush out. So listen to this. It says, though many are one, um, though many, are are uh, one body, so also is Christ. Verse thirteen: For we were all baptized by one Spirit into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slave or free, and we were all given one Spirit to drink. Uh, indeed, the body is not one part, but many. So he brings mm. this idea here. 
you know, it's not Jew or Greek, not slave nor free. We're, we, we've all been given one spirit to drink. So the one spirit to drink is also a parallel illustration to, for we were all baptized into one body. So he uses two illustrations here in that verse, um, you know, saying, look, the same thing that happens when you're baptized by the spirit is the same thing that, that we're doing when you've been given one spirit to drink. Yeah. So the the thing that jumped out to me this week in my Bible study was, for we were all baptized by one spirit. That prepositional phrase, by one spirit, um, many take that to be um, something that has to happen after salvation mm-hmm. or in order for salvation. And depending on who you are and what your denominational affiliation is, um, you're going to look at this a little bit. You're going to look at it differently. Yeah. And so they're going to be like, well, they may be saved or they've put their faith and trust in Jesus, but they're waiting on the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And I've talked with some, and this is just in my own research. I've talked with some that view the Holy Spirit falling and baptizing someone as salvation. Yeah. So I've, I've talked to people on both sides of the aisle. And then like Cody said, if you're a Baptist, you don't even talk about that. Right. That's a no, no. There is no baptism of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. You know, there's this thing of salvation and then you are baptized and that's it. That's it. But yeah. <laughs> if we're, if we're honest, um, you know, we will see that there are things within the Baptist faith, like camp meetings and stuff like that. Uh, and even more like conferences, right? When we have like conferences and conference speakers, mm-hmm. there's a bigger push for the altar call and there's a bigger push to be filled with the spirit. Yeah. Right. And when you're filled with the spirit, then, um, you know, things can happen. You can preach better. If you're filled with the Holy spirit, mm-hmm. you can sing better if you're filled with the Holy spirit. So, so these two groups are essentially talking about the same thing. Almost, almost close, but they equate it at different places in mm-hmm. the Christian walk. Yeah. Some before prior to salvation, some during some after, Mm-hmm. Um, so there's this thing of, we all have to be filled with the spirit. Um, you know, and, and so, uh, fresh oil, right. But then we, w- <laughs> we don't want to call it an anointing, right? You know, Cause if we called yeah. it an anointing, then it would be Pentecostal. So, you know, I'm just looking at this from, you know, an optic of where are we all kind of saying the same thing, uh, and agreeing in a lot of ways, but we're just choosing to disagree at certain points because we need exclusivity, with the people that follow us. Right. So We're that we can be right. Identifiers for right. Our group. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and I've been on this like path of doing this for quite some time. You know, I've read some RT Kendall. I've read, uh, some Sam storms. I've read John Piper. I've read Mark Driscoll. I've read like a lot of different red Costi Hinn. you know, I'm reading different. And of course I've, I'm, I'm loaded up with people like Costi Hinn Cause that's where I come from. You know, that's my background, uh, John MacArthur, you know, all of his stuff. So, man, we saw John MacArthur at uh, Chick-fil-A the other day. <laughs> <laughs> we did. We saw his doppelganger walk right man, in and order a chicken I about sandwich. fell over laughing. This guy looked just like he John He may have ordered a spicy chicken. I don't even know. <laughs> he was, well, never mind. It was funny, though. Yeah. Anyway, so. I'll avoid the predestination jokes. <laughs> but my point is, is at some point, can we identify that there's a little bit of semantics here? And can we just draw can we draw the line on what's important and what's not important? Right. And so that's kind of what I'm trying to do walking through this text. Uh-huh. We have both in our congregation at this point, we have people that are, you know, that come from just about every background yeah. and, and I, I don't know why, but thank the Lord they sit and listen to my preaching every week, 
And somehow they endure and I sit through know, it. Somehow. <laughs> and, you know, I'm just very thankful and grateful that the Lord's brought them here for me to steward them and for me to uh, preach and share scripture every every week. It's, it's the greatest honor of my life. Um, but I think it's important for us to be faithful to the text and see also what Paul is not saying, you know, and is, you know, <laughs> where would these constructs fit as it pertains to, to what Paul is saying? So anyway, so I'm kind of approaching it from, uh, you know, I'm trying to approach it from a fresh perspective and not with my theological background or everybody I've read, but just just trying to like see it from a, a broad base. And so I, and I know you'll if, if you do this kind of research and you go crazy with it, you can look at the, the commentary that you know, that I'm pasting in my notes every week that I'm kind of referencing. And he has a reform leaning. I, I mean, from what I'm picking up on. Taylor? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I've definitely sensed this reform leaning, um, you know, and if he isn't reform, I'm I'm walking away with some of those things every week. So I wasn't sure. And then he quoted Jonathan Edwards and then it all made <laughs> sense. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, anyway, I'm just trying to be uh, as balanced and, and offer a perspective to this that is is more holistic um, you know, which is what I'm sure everybody says. But anyway, yeah. so for me, digging into this, uh, the the part that I think would throw up flags for people is, though many are one body, so is Christ. Here it is. For we are all baptized by one spirit into one body. And mm-hmm. then they equate this spirit baptism piece, right? Being baptized by the spirit. But what I found was that by the spirit, this preposition is, uh, you know, this is in the dative case, which changes the perspective from the agency or really the action of him doing the work to locative where this is more about a location this is the place Mm -hmm. where the action happened not him yeah not him being not the spirit by one's one spirit not the holy spirit doing this thing um but him being the place where it happened and and that kind of like it it changes things it does it really changes things yeah and I think that's why I'm just I'm careful these days to draw any sort of conclusion because of, you know, any like my predispositions I have going to the text. Mm. You know, I'm you know, I'm going to read it a certain way. And I honestly, like we, have them, we do. It's unavoidable. Yeah. Um, but I'm like illiterate, like English. Like I'm just uh, well, OK, let me rephrase that. I'm not illiterate. I actually read and comprehend at a very high level, but I don't understand like I don't know the, the fundamentals of grammar. Yeah, structures. I don't know the terms. I guess because like when I'm typing something, I can be like, "Oh, that doesn't really feel right. I'm going to change that." Um, but I've just never, n- none, of the, none of the terms and and systems ever really stuck with me. I mean, to be fair, I feel like it's something that you need to like exercise like any other muscle. Um, my mother, my mother was a gra- was an English teacher, mm-hmm. so you know that was something I went to a very uh, you know if any of you listen to this that I come from your church I'm sorry to offend you but I come from a very a poor Christian school like it was really bad education um <laughs> but uh I got re- a really good English education because my mom made sure of it because she was mm-hmm. the English teacher so here I am yeah. like taking you know a pace you know on my senior year that's well beyond because I had already graduated out of all that stuff. And when I went to Bible college and even both of them, cause I went to one my freshman year and then mm-hmm. another, I tested out of all that stuff. I tested out of all of those English classes. So it's not, I had a pretty good grasp on it. And I would even say at this point, I still have to go back and Google and, yeah. and remind, you know, because it's not something that, um, I'm not reading the, the blue book, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? That came from Rebecca over and over, you know? Right. But, yeah. You know. And I think for me, like I can read and parse things out, but as far as I could never explain like why, 
it is that way. I just know that it is that way. Yeah. But if you're not careful, if you read it wrong, like you can really draw a crazy conclusion. You can. You know. And I think not that to say that anybody that we're talking about has per se, but no. You know. Yeah. And and you're right. But I think that this is a pretty simple one, even in the sense that you can go to. And I did this, like multiple study tools, mm -hmm. and they all agree on the case. Yeah. You know what I mean? And right. it's like, you go and it's like, okay, dative, and then you search that, and, and you just kind of dig in, and it's like, what's the point of this preposition? Is it saying by, like, he's the person doing the action, uh, or, or is it the location? You know, because Which is an interesting placement. It's an interesting placement. And Pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> and when he... Uh, you know, when you look at this and you see that it's really the, the location, then then we can look at the six other times in the New Testament that baptizing with the Holy Spirit is mentioned, mm -hmm. you know, and we can see that there's consistency there. Yeah. So uh, building upon that framework and there's more in the program in the, in the message notes. Yeah. Once again, those notes are in the description. You can click them and read all of them and they'll be there forever. Yeah. And, and it really just walks through. I kind of just build the case on that that point because if if it is the location, the title of the message is your spiritual address, right? You know, not an address like a, a statement or a message or the Gettysburg Address, but like your location spiritually. Yeah. Uh, and and you know maybe tongue in cheek, you know there were I, I poked fun a little bit, but uh, part of this is when we consider ourselves uh, saved, right? When we think about that term. Uh, delivered, you know, from this world. Mm -hmm. I feel like where we we've come from, there's a lot of this uh, heaven, heavenly minded thinking, mm -hmm. where it's like we're you know we're thinking about this like world we now is have not my real home. estate somewhere else. We have real estate somewhere else. Mm -hmm. The location, there's a new name written down in glory, and mm -hmm. so we come from this old school background of my location is in heaven. Right. And that's my point in this message, which is about unity in the body of Christ, is that Paul doesn't point to any other location. Paul points right here. He yeah. points to the Holy Spirit. He says you're baptized into one body by the Holy Spirit in the sense that you are on location of your salvation. He's here. Almost like your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. Man, what a thought. Yeah, like you're what not your own. You've been bought with a price, right? So this idea is is not new, and it leads us to other scriptures um, as it pertains to salvation, but really the whole driving force and driving theme behind this message is your spiritual location is being baptized into the body of Christ is in the Holy Spirit. Yeah. He is the location. He is the holding tank. He is the person um, that is holding this place of God's kingdom here on earth. Mm -hmm. You know, he's he's the the locale. I like that. And honestly, I think that that just make it makes everything a little bit more cohesive mm. thinking about it. You know, especially when we migrate our thinking from, you know, you know, we are not of this world. Well, what does that mean? Does right. that mean that like when we die, we go somewhere else and that's why? Well, no, it's because we belong somewhere else and are in something else here. Yeah. You know, already, but not yet. Right. We are, <laughs> we are both already in another location and yet to be in another location. Yeah. You yeah. Know, makes, makes a little bit more sense to me. It's good stuff. It is good stuff, man. So moving from that, we talked a little bit about, and maybe you had more coffee earlier. Huh? 
You were so you were, you were so spry earlier. Yeah, I was. I was ready. <laughs> I was ready, dude. Had my pit vipers. Send it. Yeah, full send. Um, so let's talk about you. You hit this a little bit, and this was we we've talked about this a little bit this past week. But just this idea, uh, you know, like Jesus baptism. You know, mm-hmm. taking it back to the beginning when we first kind of encountered this idea of baptism in the New Testament, mm-hmm. and how a lot of people think that. And I guess it depends on, again, what your background is, what your tradition is. But a lot of people, uh, I don't even know that they would consider themselves not Trinitarians. But this idea that, you know, God just manifests himself in different ways and is just one being. Yeah. Uh, You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But at at Jesus' baptism, we see, like, okay, so you have Jesus the second person of the Godhead, as we understand. And then you have the Father, the first person in the Godhead, talking down, and then the Spirit descending. You know, I just, I don't, I don't understand the, the quarrel there. I mean, I get, like, Trinitarianism is confusing. You know, it's, it's hard to, to wrap our brains around the whole of who God is. Right. You know, and I'm reminded of Exodus when, when Moses is like, let me, let me see you in your, in your fullness. And God's like, nah. (laughs) <laughs> like that, 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 like I know you want to, but like you, it, you just you just can't. Like yeah. it literally yeah. can't happen. Yeah. And so I'm <laughs> I'm sympathetic to people because like we just we can't we can't fully understand him. We never will. But I do think that Trinitarian thought is is very consistent in the New Testament. And honestly, just you know, even in the Old Testament, the Jewish people had a uh, like a binitarian theology. There was a second Yahweh figure. Mm. Um, I, I just think it makes sense. I don't I don't really understand the, the whole Unitarian thing, but, you know. I don't either. And I think that, it, you know, the, the Unitarian, unipersonal, I think we've, we've spoken. Unipersonal. Well, yeah, you're talking about Keller's message. Yeah. So I, I listened to a, um, you know, I was, I was listening to a, a message of, from Tim Keller on the Trinity. And, you know, he, he brings out a few things. No, you know, the, one of the first things was if you're a unipersonal God, um, you know, essentially when when he was by himself before creation, mm-hmm. you know, the, the point, if he's one God and that's it, and he exists in that, in that place, then ultimately his goal was, was power and control. Right. And that's why he created something else. Mm-hmm. He was, so he could rule it. He was the ruler. He was the, the dominant totalitarian, you know, leader, mm-hmm. um, which whatever, you know, and I get some people, have that perspective um and i think that as we come into this and you'll see kind of like why this is relevant right we're talking about the holy spirit paul is dancing around and we'll use that term in a minute with you know three people here in play where he's talking about the holy spirit he's talking about jesus and how they bear witness of him and it's jesus's body but yet there's this other lord that is here in the text Mm -hmm. um you know there's a reason why and there's a reason why Paul has the perspective that he does. And so if we're faithful to Scripture, I think that, you know, it's it's hard to think any other thing but the Trinitarian yeah. view. Um, because we know that God is not, uh, in a unipersonal realm, we know that God is not all about control. You know, some people's theology it might be that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we know that God is not all about control and God is not all about power. What does the Scripture say God is? Well, it says God is what? love god is love yeah so if if the foundation of everything that we know god to be is love and that's this is where we're sliding into first corinthians chapter 13 and mm, paul says there's a better way. better way right and that's what's Sheesh. coming <laughs> <Send> it. <laughs> uh, it, it's coming to this place where 
look, you may have this understanding of what you think the Lord is and how he's going to work in his church, but let me explain to you that this is how God works. Why does that work for Paul? Well, it works because of this Trinitarian view. Yeah. And, you know, you talk about Jesus' baptism, that in and of itself, where Jesus is there, the Father says that this is my beloved Son, right, in whom I am well pleased, and the Spirit of God is hovering, right, above him. Uh, and we've talked about this before, but, you know, there was a, a traditional a rabbinical tradition where they would interpret Genesis 1 uh, from this place where uh, in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Mm-hmm. In the, I think it's the Talmud, but they rabbinical... They interpret it as like a dove yeah, hovering. Yeah, the rabbinical tradition, they would explain that uh, from their perspective as a dove fluttering over the waters. And mm-hmm. that's how they would describe the Spirit of God. So essentially what I'm saying is, is in Mark here, where, and that's I think where Keller was uh, pulling this illustration, but... Uh, from reading Mark, you see a recreation of how this was at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And that's what's yeah. incredible. And recreation. When, yeah, recreation, mm. right? To quote Steve. They, mm. That, mm, they that be in Christ are new creatures. Uh, so we see this recreation of what it was in the beginning. And so here's where this comes full circle. When we see God in and of himself as one God, but three separate beings working together as one God, right? Mm-hmm. And and that's a mystery. That's yeah, a mind bender. Sure. You know, it's that's a thing that, that would be difficult for us to comprehend. But here's what we see in the words of C.S. Lewis. When looking at God in, in how he operates in this Trinitarian perspective, he calls it God is a dance. You know, it is it is a dance. The Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit are working together. It is it is the dance of creation, and how they both are. They're they're deferring to one another. Yeah. They're loving one another. They are in community with one another. It is a it is a incredible community that is that is literally this dance that, that is has being existed before us. time ever began. And if it existed in that fashion, in this trinitarian fashion before time began then God is not unipersonal in the sense that he is looking for power and looking to control something, but he was existing in himself from the beginning in a place where he was loving himself, where he was loving the other counterparts, where he was preferring the spirit over himself, the son, Mm -hmm. where the son was preferring the father. Whatever that looks like within God, it makes uh, the substance of who our God is, love and relationship, more than power and control. Yeah. If it's a one God, one dictator, right, uh, then, yeah, we are subservient too. But that's mm-hmm. not the message that of the gospel. The, the message of the gospel is that God is love and that even in the Godhead, he didn't need us. He loved and operated within himself. Mm-hmm. And that's what's unbelievable. He within himself uh, and, and this is why Paul wrote this book, 1 Corinthians, because the Corinthian church was emptying the cross of its power. What do I, what do I think of when I, when I see someone emptying the cross of its power or the gospel message of its power? I think of someone saying that, you know, the Lord God is, is just this controlling being. And yep. he's just this all-powerful person that has everyone working for and he pulls right. all the strings. That's not my God. Yeah. It's like those who say that religion is like a scare tactic to keep the masses in order. 
you know, and uh-huh. it just doesn't. It doesn't. These two don't come together. Yeah, that's not someone who has a a, a strong understanding of a Trinitarian view of, and no. and that's how God chose to reveal Himself. This is what truly mm-hmm. makes Christianity different than mm-hmm. every other religion, yeah. than every other. And if you're a Christian, and and this is new, what I'm saying to you, you know, you're focused on things that you probably shouldn't be focused on. Right. You know, you're you're missing the point. You know, this is something that. As we study scripture, we're studying how God chose to reveal himself to us. Mm-hmm. And and that's what I'm seeing here. This Trinitarian perspective, this idea that God is loving in this Trinity, in this unit of God. He is loving and preferring one another in that community well. And, and when you consider the fact that uh, the Father... Uh, you know, th- and this is like mind blowing, right? Jesus, John three sixteen, for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. You know, and the idea that the Son was the one who laid down His His life. It wasn't the Father morphing Himself into a human being. Mm-hmm. You know, this was it's a different person. Yeah, this was same but different. The <laughs> love of God being torn apart. Mm-hmm. The love for each other being ripped in in two that's the power that's the message of the gospel yeah we have a god that that tore himself apart in in the richest relational thing that has ever existed god right in that love in that triune being um he understood community and love deeper than anyone yes we we are made in his image and we are very relational loving people and and i think this is played out and keller you know brings a point to this but uh, brings this out in the point uh, to say this that if we pursue like job and money and work and power you know we'll be miserable true but when we pursue those things in tandem with love and relationships our life has sense. meaning, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And so, why is that? Well, it's because God is a Trinitarian God. Yep, you He know. is a community. Yeah, He is a community. And so, as we're diving into this portion, you know, really in First Corinthians twelve, where we talk about the Holy Spirit, we're seeing how He has a part of this story, and mm-hmm. how Paul is using that to show us what love looks like. Right. You know, and the how overall. Love the overall message of chapter 12 isn't like, hey, here's how the Holy Spirit works. It's like, hey, like we're all equal here. Yeah. Why? Because we're all in the Holy Spirit. Yeah. You know, that's right. It's crazy. And even when you look at like you look at the ideal presented in Genesis 2, you know, God, <laughs> number one. So in my mind, you know, if I were God, thankfully I'm not. Um, <laughs> but if I wanted to be over and control, like I would have created creatures that are much less of a problem <laughs> to deal with. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like if that was truly my desire, I would not have created, I would have created robots. Yeah. You know, no free will. I can just do whatever. And yeah. it's cool. Yeah. Um, but he created creatures that have, you know, that are like him and that mm-hmm. image him, you know, and because we're made in his image, he has delegated us authority. You know, he yeah. doesn't like to hoard control and hoard authority for himself. He likes to give it. He's just giving it away. He's just giving it away. And he doesn't need to. Like, he obviously doesn't need our help. And it's the same thing when you think about the divine council. You know, he created (laughs) imagers, both heavenly and earthly, to carry out his will and purposes. And but he didn't need to do that. That's right. Like he enjoys sharing in his attributes and sharing in his authority with other creatures. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that's just not it's not the picture you get when you think about a controlling deity. It's just not. Yeah. Um, Or a body of Christ where 
one thinks they're better than the other. Mm-hmm. You know, exactly where one thinks that their gifting is better than another. Right. Where one thinks preaching is better than than this type of mercy serving. Yeah. On when on one thinks that you know their podcast is better than this <laughs> podcast. I mean, I just this is ludicrous <laughs> stuff, guys. I don't. Ludicrous. I don't. I don't Luda. understand. <laughs> um. But yeah, one of the it's greatest rappers of all time. <laughs> Ludacris. <laughs> he hasn't been relevant in like forever. Forever. <laughs> that dates my rap music right there. Loved that guy. Anyway, yeah. sorry. Loved him in the Fast and the Furious movies. <laughs> um, yeah, but I think just to um, you know, continue and 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 I I would say put a bow on this conversation. Um, you know, as we think about and study and pursue the Holy Spirit, we're we're gonna talk about specific gifts and and he kind of touches you know the last verse right Mm -hmm. it kind of the last few verses i should say you know kind of touch on that um but i'm i'm really desiring here to you know put a oh goodness i missed my nice one miss my arm i'll throw your back out yeah that'd be bad (laughs) i'm really trying to just lay this framework here on this this second week and and just see like okay this is this is the location, and one thing that we didn't get into this this time around, the second time, is is how this plays into salvation. Mm. <laughs> you know, and and that's really mm. where, um, you know, if you consider the fact that some believe that maybe the baptism of the Holy Spirit is, you know, you pray for the Holy Spirit to fall on and baptize, and you're looking at that as a separate event, versus. Uh, being baptized into this body as an event at salvation. You know, this this passage led me to Romans chapter 8. You know, it led me to Romans chapter 3. Yeah. And, you know, really talking about what is what is the trigger for this to happen? What was the trigger? If we're looking here at the text, you know, how, how, does, how does one become baptized into one body? I mean, I would, my answer would be, a, you know, a loyalty declaration. It sounds like faith. Yep. It sounds like faith to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I think that as we look at this and as you think about it, you know, Paul is, you know, he's, he's making these, these statements talking about the location of the church is in the, in the spirit, in the Holy Spirit, uh, in the body of Christ. And he's going to talk about, and we're going to talk about it more the gifts that are given and handed out and utilized mm-hmm. in that body. Um, but, you know, he first has to lay that groundwork to say that we're all in this location and we're all in this place, not because of who we are, but because of who Jesus is. True. You yeah. know, and so as we lay the groundwork of the Holy Spirit giftings and how that plays out into the church, uh, I, I just think that we... Uh, we are a self-absorbed society where we think that, you know, the, the universe is centered around us and our God is the opposite. It doesn't center around one person. He is in a community, right? Right. There, yep. There's so many wonderful aspects of the richness of the Holy Spirit and how God works that shows us that this doesn't revolve around us. This doesn't revolve around your gifting. Your gifting is given to you to be used for the collective whole yes it's given to you to be used in the body of christ and so you know when you listen to the whole message a few things that that it led me to is the the first part is we're baptized into this location romans chapter 8 says you however are not in the flesh but in the spirit if indeed the spirit of god lives in you 
So, mm-hmm. you know, there's that Two whole parts. yeah, there's that whole passage of scripture that really supports this. And then how does this happen? Well, it happens verse 20 in chapter 3. It says, uh, for no one will be justified in his sight by the works of the law, because the knowledge of sin comes through the law. And if you read the verse before verse 23, the famous one, mm-hmm. verse 22 says, the righteousness of God is through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe, to all who declare their loyalty, right? Yep. Since there is no distinction. And so what I... What it's I, all about unity. Yeah. What I see over and over is this reoccurring theme of, when we're in the spirit, we've been put into this location, into the body of Christ, that God is ultimately, we know that Christ is the head of the church, but what he's trying to say is that we are all one. We are all brothers and sisters in this body. And that's where we get the brothers and sisters language, just the fact that we 100%. are all of the same spirit. Yeah. And if somebody, so at this point in our conversation, you can kind of if somebody were to ask me, like, hey, do you think that baptism of the Spirit is essential for salvation? I would say, well, I think that upon salvation, we are baptized into the Spirit. Why? Right. Because justification is through faith alone. It's so in clear. In Christ alone. It's so clear. Not to quote the solos, but, um, you know. <laughs> there it is. There yeah. it is. God presented him to be, uh, God presented him to demonstrate his righteousness at the present time so that he would be just and justify the one who has faith in Jesus. Mm-hmm. So we are in the spirit. We are, verse 22, those who believe there is no distinction. Why? Because we've been justified. We've been placed in that family through our faith. Yeah. And so it is not something, uh, you know, it, maybe you've been taught this, but what I'm seeing Paul say in other books, uh, in other passages, all are in this topic of unity and, and you know, what that body looks like and how we all work together, he, he ultimately reaches this conclusion that it is by faith. It is by faith in Jesus Christ. You are justified by declaring your loyalty and your trust and your faith in Jesus Christ. And when you put your faith and when you declare him as your Lord and Savior, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is, watch, on location. Yep, he's right? on site. He's on site. He has, he has come not because of your works, not because of what you have done, right? Ephesians 2, 8, and 9, but because the Holy Spirit, Ephesians chapter 5, is the earnest payment. He's the down payment mm-hmm. to purchase you with the blood of Jesus. So Jesus has done the work. Don't empty the cross of his power. It, look, why do we not have power in the Holy Spirit? Because we've emptied the cross. Right. Be- because we don't understand that. Our faith in Jesus Christ is what gives life to the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Our faith in Jesus Christ, justification by faith, is what places us, baptizes us into the body of Christ. The locale of that, what unifies, what is the address of that, is the God that lives inside of us, is the expedient, the better version of God for us, is his spirit that is mm-hmm. on location. He is on location. That's right. And you get the full picture when we talk about location, when Paul says, like, look, you know, where's my hand on the camera? You know, Jew <laughs> picked up, plucked in, Greek picked up, plucked in, That's right. rich, poor, so on and so forth. It doesn't matter where you were right. prior to, you know, becoming a part of God's family. Where you yeah. are now is you are in the spirit That's right. with everybody else. Yeah. Like, th- that is the great equalizer is that we are now all equal in the spirit because of what Jesus did. And, yeah. you know, we don't have so to good. we don't have to elevate giftings or, or, you know, one over the other. Like it just it is what it is. We are all equal, all one in the spirit. That's right. Because of what he did. 
And as Paul yeah. comes to a close in the letter, he's like, now listen, he's like, you know, does everybody, are all apostles, are all prophets, are all teachers, <laughs> do all do miracles, all these questions? And he doesn't give an answer, but the inferred answer would be like, well, no, Paul, not everybody speaks in tongues, not everybody heals, right. you know, therefore it's not about gifts. And because it's not about gifts, Paul says, but desire the greater gifts, and I will show you an even better way as we jump into 1 Corinthians 13 next week. And we will, you know, but before we get there, if you've had a perspective that, man, I'm just not, I'm the Holy Spirit must not have baptized me. <laughs> the Holy Spirit must not have fell upon me because I didn't have this one gift or the other. I would say that according to the foundation that Paul is laying here, mm -hmm. that's incorrect. Yes, very much so. It's incorrect. And you are you are in sight, on site. <laughs> you are in the location, on the location mm -hmm. of something very special that the Lord wants to do through you. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is in you. And and building upon this, it, look, you didn't get here because of your good works, because of your good deeds, because of your giftings. He has gifts that he is going to use and bless others through you. Uh, and really what that does is it takes the pressure off. Yeah. It takes the pressure off, which is how it should be. Mm -hmm. uh, because A much more freeing oh. Christian life, having this mentality. Yeah, because the book of Romans tells us that we're not justified by our works. We're justified by faith. Mm -hmm. We're justified by the fact that we believe and we are declaring our loyalty to a savior who has plenty of his own righteousness who has plenty of his own goodness who is going to perform this work in you and so uh, i feel like we just we got to dismantle some of these we preconceived do. There's, notions there's always i think that we should be in a constant in a good way a constant yeah. state of deconstructing what maybe doesn't quite add up yeah. according to scripture because we all have yeah these predispositions we all have these things that we think that we've just thought our whole lives and we feel like that's just it's just what it is my pastor taught it to me yeah and it's just there but that may not be correct yeah and that's not that's you know because somebody was dishonest with you it's just that we're all imperfect people yeah and we don't always get it right you know yeah i think we all need to give each other grace True. and you know and and i don't mean this in the self-love like garbage kind of way. Yeah, just love yourself. <laughs> right. Oh my, oh my goodness, so much love. Yeah. Uh, you know, the the point is, is you're probably gonna want grace in yeah. ten years for what you believe right now. Hundred percent. I yeah. know that's where I'm at. And we're know. sitting here and we're very comfortable telling you, like, listen, we ain't got it all right. Nope. We may not have it all right today. Yeah. But this is where we're at. This is this is what we're I'm layman scholars. We put the lame. <laughs> In layman, that's <laughs> what we do, yeah. and and that's the truth. You yeah. know, we are just two guys who, uh, we've definitely not to diminish the calling. We've been called, you know, and mm -hmm. uh, but not everybody has been equipped on the same level. You know, it's not like we're seminarians sitting right. here. Actually, you are kind of. Uh, yeah, I'm getting there. Yeah, but it's getting there. You know, my my point. I'll call is you when I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> my point is, is that you know we're all in this place of learning together, and what we're trying to say is this is. This is who God revealed himself to be to the Apostle Paul. Mm -hmm. And then Paul, you know, put it and articulated it in the inspiration of the Holy Spirit yep. uh, in this letter. And so what what I'm doing is I'm trying to tell you and explain to you, like, this is the this is where I'm at in the dance. Mm -hmm. This is where I'm at with the Lord and where where I'm, you know, putting these things together in my own mind to to paint this picture for you and for the yep. people that call Bethlehem their church home that I'm able to preach to every week and shepherd. 
Um, you know, and so it, it's an interesting thing. You know, we're not saying that we have it all right and all figured out. We're just yeah. trying to but articulate it. He does. Paul's got it together. Yeah, he does. And the beautiful uh, thing is that we don't have to rely on just Paul because even just within this conversation, we've seen that this idea right. is very consistent throughout Scripture. Yeah, which which is amazing. Which should tell you that it's a, you know, it's a reliable point of view. Yeah, it's a good idea to read the Bible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So really, you should try yeah, that. It's you really good. should try that. It's really good. Y- you'll love it. Yeah, you'll love so it. encouraging. <laughs> it's a lot oh of my fun. Gosh. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Anyway, well, that was yeah. that was the message. This is just some behind the scenes. Maybe some. This is some Trinitarian stuff here mm-hmm. that I think is helpful. Um, and you, you know, just getting this fuller picture of who God is. What a beautiful thing. Yep. What a beautiful thing. He indeed is. They. Yeah. He that. What are <laughs> what are God's preferred pronouns? He they. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like they were all masculine, weren't they? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Genesis. Uh, let's see. Genesis one one. In the beginning, God created. It's a third person masculine plural. Hey. So it's both a he and a they. You I go, guess. God. <laughs> right? you, you go. Yeah. You go with your bad <laughs> self. Oh my goodness, uh, we're terrible. Funny. Yeah, we are. Yeah. Please don't cancel us. Yeah. No. Well, you can. You can tell this is at the end of the please day. Like, <laughs> please like and subscribe. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, and do that. I I mean, man, it's we Share enjoy with your friends. We enjoy having this conversation with you. Of course it pairs well with the message so that there's yeah. an audience, you know, that this is designed for, mm-hmm. but anybody can listen and anybody can yes. come hang out with us. So like yep. it, subscribe to our podcast, yep. contribute Share if this. you feel led. Yeah, give us a million bucks and we'll buy nicer mics. How about yes. that? How about that? Love yeah. it. And yeah. maybe a couple other things. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Maybe a nice little something for right here so it's not so empty. <laughs> what would you like to see on this yeah, wall? Comment you, and let us know. What do you want us to put right yeah. there? For yeah. a small donation, we'll put your face there. <laughs> That'd be funny. Dude, honestly, yeah, 50 bucks. Your face is there for a week. <laughs> we'll Two weeks, a, maybe. We'll put a TV right there and put your face <laughs> on it. I was going to print it. But oh, hey, you're going to print yeah, it? Yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, not a bad idea. Yeah. Maybe oh, burn it man. into the wood. There forever. you go. Just... <laughs> Mm. We'll do another one next week. Yeah. Well, well, hey. Love you. Thanks for hanging out with us, and we'll uh, we'll see you again on Sunday and uh, next week for this conversation. Yeah. God bless see you. Ya. Peace. Have a great week. <laughs>